Uh, so are y'all surviving the apocalypse? If you want to put it that way. I am one of the people that's not knowing what's going on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just Oh, absolutely. You in the I'm house. I'm in the house playing video games. You come out three days later, <laughs> it's pandemonium, animals running through the street, and you're just like, what happened? Like, what's, what's going on? You make it all the way to the to the Chinese restaurant. You just order trying fig- just trying, trying to figure out why it's, why it's not open. It's 12 o'clock. Why is this way close? Huh. <laughs> All right. Okay. They close, close. I don't even see the little boy in there. We'll go to the McDonald's next door. Oh, this close. Is this a shopping center? Shopping center must be down. I'm going to go back home. <laughs> Mind you, streets just littered with like pamphlets and stuff. and <laughs> I'm ignoring all of it. Bed sheets hanging out of windows. He's like, huh. So I, go back I, home. I could have very noodles. well done uh, exactly you know, the uh, opening of um, what is that zombie movie? The comedy Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I oh. very much there back when I was uh, working retail. I could have very much done exactly what he did because it was yep. just like get go over here, do this, go over here, do this. Nothing yep. if nothing impeded me from uh, going over up the street to like get a sandwich. I wouldn't even know that anything was weird. That's because everybody is oblivious now. This is. <laughs> Mm. Well, I think it depends on what apocalypse, like zombie apocalypse. I'm not gonna make it. Nobody's making the zombie apocalypse. No, no ain't nobody. <laughs> like, actually, I'm I'm probably dead in most apocalypses. Honestly, <laughs> we're we're all no. making it through a plague. Somehow. I mean, we're we're in one right now, so it has to be a slow apocalypse. I'll survive <laughs> that one. A slow one that doesn't stop people from making money. Yeah, I'm fine, but. Mm-hmm. Electricity is still on. I mean, COVID happened and it was a vacation to me. So I don't, I was just in the house. Look, I'm going to survive until chicken wings hit $8 a wing. (laughs) That's probably when when I'll probably die. They're going to start taking the the flats and cutting them in half too. And then, yep, that's that's the point. Oh my God, they do that at some of these restaurants in here. Don't mm. tell me that. I, they don't do. tell me. No, I'm I'm not having that. Nah. They do. They I'll strike. Nope. nope. Ah, they I, do. Protest. I did not intend to find out that we're in a full apocalypse now on this. You, tell, you telling me they take a, took one wing and it's turned right. it into two pieces, and now they, they turn in you the wing into three pieces. Wings, they will be all flats, and they will be cut in half. No. How the French say it? Absolutamente no. I rebuke that. Uh, that's a, that's Spanish. I'm but learning I would Spanish. Dog on if those was not the tastiest wings I had. In a you still put man? Look, <laughs> they uh, was at the table already. What we gonna do? I guess so. You did pay for I, I I I said this before. I'll say it again. I know that we're not going to make it as a society because we let them turn one wing into two. We let them do it. <laughs> we did that though, so I can't I can't knock it. Yeah, we, we let it go. Did, black folk in uh, Canada did it and then so this is how they became buffalo wings they were in canada and the folks who owned the restaurant up in buffalo crossed the river over to canada was like hey what y'all got going on over here this is pretty awesome took it back to buffalo and then stole it and they became buffalo wings that's where those nasty flavored wings came from you don't like (laughs) butter and hot sauce it's butter and hot sauce It was, it was black Canadians that did it. Dang it. Shout out Ontario. And, and, then, it, and then white folk took it like it's theirs. So white, white Americans stole it. Because I swear I thought it was a Caucasian thing. That's probably what started the War of 1812. <laughs> Wait. Hold anyway, on. on that note, 
Screwing up your wings with my woes. Thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time with us, we're the secret group of brown kids. Who are the secret group of brown kids? It's a secret. But you might be able to find us communicating with the deer. Because if there's anything owning cats has taught us, it's how to talk to animals. (laughs) The deer know it. They know it all. They know everything. And my name is Tiff Zilla, your host. And on this podcast, I make my friends watch movies with me and talk about their feelings. And on the panel today, New Year, New Him, Kareem. Yes, yes. Always new me. Every day. Because I'm a shadow. New Year, Don't Care, Tim. Time is a construct. (laughs) All right. And uh, on today's episode, we're doing Leave the World Behind. Just came out on Netflix at the end of last year. And it's still still making its rounds, so we hopped on it because I wanted to know what was up with that meme with the girl. <laughs> That's why. That's why. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I added it to the list, and I was like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But until somebody tagged me in the meme, and I was like, dang, I don't know a meme. <sighs> I gotta <laughs> not find you out. Can't stand not knowing, right? So you, you fake you fake lol, and just said, let me add this to my no, list. No, I was honest. I said, look, I ain't watch it yet. Brb. <laughs> <laughs> and the one I got to y'all to go back to that post in 15 minutes like uh-huh, here we go Give me <laughs> uh it was actually lola who did it <laughs> but yeah so plot description if you don't know a family's getaway to a luxurious rental home takes an ominous turn when a cyber attack knocks out their devices and two strangers appear at their door and like i said it came out at the end of last year uh, first premiered at afi fest in october and then had a limited release in November, and then two weeks later, it came out on Netflix everywhere. So currently streaming on Netflix. Apparently, there was a bidding war for this between Netflix, Apple, and I forgot who the third one was. I uh, can see this as an Apple movie. No, I was going to say exactly the same thing. They would do a little trailer for it that shows you absolutely nothing, and uh, you'd have to guess. Because that's what they did for his other movie, with the clone. Swan no Song. Idea. Swan Song. I had yeah. no idea what that was about. Every one of the Apple movies, that's the trailers they do. It'll just be like, they'll show the actors in like really tight cut shots and it'll say Apple movies. And you'll be like, uh huh. Cool. What was, what was that for? I, you didn't even say what movie was that. it for. I watched it because it was Marshala. Marshala? Marshala? Jesus, you got to get it right. Mahershala. Mahershala. Thank you. I, I, look, it's a lot of syllables and A's in that name. He, he, he did not get called that in, in junior high. His teacher called him Murray. His white teachers looked him dead in the face and went, you going to be Murray. Mm. He was like, okay, that's not my name, though. Or they just called him by his last name. Then hope for the best. Mr. Ali. <laughs> uh, but speaking of him, uh, starring Julie Roberts, uh, Mahershala Ali, uh, Ethan Hawke, my, speaking of messing up names. Oh. Mahala. Oh. Mahala. Mahala. My- she her name is Mahala Harold, but I think she also wants to go just by Mahala, like Zendaya. I see what she's doing. Oh, and okay. Farrah McKenzie, Charlie Evans, and Kevin Bacon, directed by Sam Esmail. Also, he wrote the screenplay, but like I said, it's based on a novel written by Suman Alam. In thing came out of twenty twenty. Oh, and I don't know if this is right or not. The budget might be 120 million. I couldn't find any official uh, word on that. That's like 10 Godzillas. <laughs> I feel like Netflix like scrubs the internet for that. Like they don't want that shit out. That, it's happened for a lot of their movies that they show where you can't really find out. 
they've already, I mean, they've been like tight lipped about a lot of info. You know, they don't show view numbers until recently. A lot of that stuff. Because they, <laughs> they kind of. Number specifics that you got to justify why you charge it so much for your streaming. <laughs> if you it, put those numbers up, it might be like, okay, I get why I'm paying $14. That was all right. You did pretty good with it. But now you're just being secretive. It's because it's I guarantee you this is the answer. They don't know. Or like they'll have a number. They'll throw it out there. But like they don't have a budget. If you ever worked with someone who doesn't use a budget, they don't like giving numbers. That's that's true. Yeah, they just be winging it and hope that they end up in the black at the end. It's like we'll make it up. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get it it back. We did good last year. More movies. That's 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 working for us. So so. you know what? Korean dramas. Why why the hell not? Hey, (laughs) that numbers. It worked for Hulu. That's working. Yeah, it worked for Hulu. That we were all over Hulu, and this Netflix said those are ours now. Because I'm on all the Korean dramas. This is... And yeah, so get get a load of this. You ready for Rotten Tomatoes? Hold on, before I say what it actually is, you tell me what you think it is. Okay, so I, I mean, I, you already saw it. I already so looked, but I was I already <laughs> looked, but I am I am horribly surprised. So I know Kareem hasn't looked. He don't open this shit. I don't. <laughs> I don't. You know, I Google don't. be snitching. I, I see skim, anonymous I hippo. I don't. I, I don't. Because I, I'm the king of wing it. I just wing it. That's why you be like, oh, what about? And I'm like, I ain't got to it yet. <laughs> you know you would know. Don't, don't you be adding sense and logic to this conversation. Don't do that. Don't do that in 2024. <laughs> But I, I would, I would say, it, it's got to be real high, though, right? Because this is, seems like a, a Rotten Tomatoes type movie. What does that mean? What is like it? Which movies that those critics would grade on a higher scale because it's okay. You are right. Anchor. You're right. I'm gonna give the critic score first. Seventy five percent. Audience score. Thirty-four percent. Oh, that's low. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that. So that's general low. audiences, well. I'm going to throw this at you. Y'all are critics. <laughs> but general audiences did not fuck with this movie. I am a, I'm a connoisseur. So we, I'm not going to say we all lot watch a lot of movies, but we watch a lot of movies now, especially with a critical lens, right? So yeah, I try to, you know, I, yeah. Now we kind of like, we're watching things in a certain way, expecting certain things or looking or certain things that didn't used to, you know, tickle ish, our fancy. Ish, now yeah. now it kind of works that way. But general audiences probably saw this and probably thought they were getting a straight-up disaster movie, right? Yeah, and I could see that. that's not what they got. I guess, yeah. So they were probably low-key mad about it. Because the only things I'm really seeing is the meme, uh, the girl meme, and, and sometimes people just straight-up say, ah, I didn't really like it. So what you're saying is like the, the Magical Negroes movie coming out. I can't say that because it ain't come out yet. But yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <sighs> they're uh, expecting something. They're so. expecting Black Harry Potter, but <laughs> it's be literally expecting Bagger Van. Yeah, this one, the, they're, yeah, they're... The, the, the what it's about. The trope is literally in the name. Why would they name a Black Harry Potter movie Magical Negro in the Year of Our Lord 2024? Anyway, and this one they're expecting of uh, of uh, Michael Bay explosions, earthquakes, bombs. Yeah, I mean, to an extent. I mean, I understand to an extent. Because that, that, like, the clips they show, they show all of the interesting things in the clips. At least, like, visually interesting. 
like oh shit all these deer like what's up with the deer what's up what's those red like that that plane is dropping like a red cloud oh there's an oil tank who just ran aground like i get it so you go and you watching and uh well we ain't got to the spoiler alert yet but uh real quick before we do <laughs> shout outs uh, United Kingdom and India, they got a little active again. So shout out you guys. But we also got our usual suspects with us. Uh, Ontario, Washington, Texas still going strong. Texas wa- watching more than episodes we got. I don't even know what's going on. It's probably more than one person. Duh. Uh, <laughs> mm, Florida, love you guys. Do we? But yeah, uh, I said I. <laughs> you, Julia Roberts. <laughs> You got your own wow. thing going on. Wow. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> so, uh, remind y'all to like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And let your friends know you like us. But, moving forward, we're going to spoil this movie. It's on Netflix. Pretty accessible. If you don't have your own account, go over to somebody else's house. See, I got I got it right this time. I forgot about the password shit before. Because you, you got to now. That's... Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, Netflix and chill is back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Coming over your house. You need to chill. I want to watch your Netflix. It's That's what it means. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's a government ploy to get people to make more babies. White babies. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wouldn't have a problem with. Guess what my last name is. <laughs> guess what? Guess what my name was in the hospital. Cause they, my parents didn't name me when I was born. So you know what my name was on my on my wristband? White boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> so anytime people tried to call me an Oreo in in a grade school, I was like, probably, most mm. likely. There's power in words. <laughs> From your mouth flows blessings and curses. I did, jo- I did joke about <laughs> making that my rap name a while ago, but I was like, nobody's gonna like that. Just white. Oh boy. nah. It's like there was that that uh, what was that rap group? Uh, Young black teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> all white dudes. <laughs> I remember Stop listening it. to them on the radio. It was like, hold up, mm, what group? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> you didn't know about that? No, yeah, yeah. that's their name. Look the them sad up. Thing about it is that they were good too. They were good, but, but it was just like <laughs> they weren't gonna get too far. So, like, that was the joke, right? Was that it was called that, but it was all white dudes. But, like, not everybody found it funny. No. It really, wow. They changed it down to uh, YBT. It didn't work out. Too late. <laughs> it's too late. Caught. They, sh- they could have been like, we're the teenagers. They didn't, Cancel but, it. They didn't even name themselves, though. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. They, yeah it was Somebody a black guy named that. them. Yeah. <gasps> I forgot who you knew. If I said the name, you would know who. But like, basically, it was like two groups, and who would get the the better name? And uh, the other the other group won, and they named them that. And then they were like, "Okay, we're going to name you guys this." And it's a joke because like we we're appreciative that you know white folks are in hip hop, and it's a unity thing. Uh, don't worry, uh, they'll understand. What? <laughs> <sighs> anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> I don't even remember how we got on that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're going to spoil the movie. Watch it if you haven't already. Or if you just want to listen to the sounds of our sexy voices. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> what your name is. So, before we start, 
How how do you feel about it, Tim? Uh, I did go into it going, haven't seen a disaster movie in a while. Let's check this out. Mm-hmm. But like the, uh, I was actually saying when I was talking, Ann and I watched this together, and I was mm-hmm. like, they don't normally flesh the characters out this much in a disaster movie. You get like the 10 minutes at the beginning. Yeah to get used to the characters and, t- and kind of empathize dying. with them. Yeah. And then they just start pitching them off of roofs. But this was like, <laughs> we're really having deep conversations over here. Mm-hmm. This is a little, we're, things are starting to get a little A24. No. <laughs> uh, Kareem. I liked it. I thought it was good. I, Cause I, I didn't know what it was about. I just saw the actor list. I'm yeah. like, oh, all right, yeah. cool. Honestly, that's how I'd be picking movies too. It's like I would watch anything with this person in it. And yeah. I- yeah, I like Miss Rogers. She's funny. <laughs> I thought it was good. It is this because I was sitting there the whole the first twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to say that what, what's happening. What's, what is this? Yeah, it's, is this a house kidnap movie? Is this something? No, I, I liked it too. Uh, there are some direct director choices that uh directorial. I don't know mm-hmm. director choices that I don't know how i feel about but i'll throw that out along the way but in I, general I, I like the movie good movie long way to go for that punchline Ooh. yeah was, yeah oh yeah. doggy i was like this is not gonna happen yeah that was, and then the movie looked right back at me was like wink mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah so film starts out in new york city with clay ethan hawk uh waking up to his wife amanda julia roberts uh, I'm proud of myself. I actually put the character names in this time because I was definitely about to call them Ethan Hawke and Julie Roberts through the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Julie Roberts packing a suitcase. She tells him that she made spur of the moment plans uh, for the weekend uh, for a getaway for the family to go out, get out of the city, right? And she's like, uh, well, I couldn't fall back asleep this morning. I came over here to watch the sunrise and I saw all these people starting their day with such tenacity, such verve, all in an effort to make something of themselves, something of our world. I felt so lucky to be a part of that. Then I remembered what the world is actually like, and I came to a more accurate realization, and the camera zooms in on her. I fucking hate people. I really <laughs> wish in that moment there had just been like just some guttural music. Just right there, like, up, oh, setting the movie up. I love it. Instead, you got Joey Badass. It was rap. Yeah, that was it, a needle, it was still a needle drop. It still works. So the, not just the the music, the needle drop, but it was also like a title sequence, which you rarely see in movies anymore. Uh, especially like non like like if I was watching a James Bond or something, it was like ooh a title sequence. Yeah, or is that type of movie? The but Scott like, Pilgrim movie kind of slipped it yeah. in there. You know. Yeah. I was like, wait, okay. And it was kind of, not long, but it was like, it was a good amount of time too. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about the transition to, and then the song choice. I don't know. It, it's, the song choice I thought was off, honestly. I Like I was trying to make so- sense of it, but like, I'm not sure if it was, if he just was like, yeah, this sounds good. Or yeah, look like it was like a shock I, factor kind of, th- I don't know. I was expecting... Well, after, you know, putting it that way, like, it it didn't seem to have as much to do with the theme. Yeah, it, that's what made me think he just really liked that song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but whatever, it may, or maybe just, it, he just liked it in his head. So, but it didn't throw me off too much. Uh, no. It was just interesting. It woke me up, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> and then I ended up falling asleep later on, and I had to finish it today. <laughs> <laughs> 
I watched it all the day. I <laughs> will. Say, I don't know why. I didn't get up till two in the afternoon. I slept terribly. To to me, this this was one of those movies that that tried harder to be like a smart intellectual movie. Well, that's the book. So to me, it wasn't that it was trying hard. It was that I just don't know if the director was right for the book. But hmm. I don't hate anything. It was just a couple of times I rose my eyebrow, like, hmm, I, I might have done that differently, but okay. Like, so I'm not really going to charge it against him, you know? He's usually yeah. a producer. Like, this is the dude who made uh, Sam Esmail. He made uh, Mr. Robot. And I think that show Homecoming that I didn't watch on Amazon, but most people know him as. Oh, this yeah. does kind of seem okay, because I watched. So that makes some decisions make a bit more know. sense. Yeah, because Mr. Robot wasn't like this exactly, but it did have that like like here's this serious thing that's happening. But also, was that supposed to be funny? Because I kind of laughed. Like, like mm. he does that a lot, so I get it. So so we see the family headed there, and it's Long Island. So it's not even like it's not they're not going to Florida. They're going to Long Island from New York City. And here we learn that the daughter Rose is trying to complete a watch of the show Friends. But she loses signal. She was uh, obsessed. Look, <laughs> it's, it's honestly like I mean we could just say it at the top. Like it's the running joke throughout the movie to the point where I I watched this twice and I was like, oh, she really obsessed. Only talked about friends. Yeah, like yes. the only t- only time she ever when she's on screen and she ever says it's something else is if something weird is happening. Yes. i.e. the the ship or the deer but the rest of it is like yo i can't watch friends and i have a lot of anxiety about how they're going to end this show and i'm on the last episode and the mom is like get out my face (laughs) (laughs) then when she did talk about another time she talked about something different she brought up the west wing yeah and i was like like, you watched the west wing and she's like oh only the sorkin episodes yeah i was like okay what what is this child <laughs> she definitely felt like an internet child, like a budding cinephile. But like <laughs> she got a podcast. <laughs> she she ain't get there yet. Like she's gonna end up there in three years. <laughs> uh so and then we see them arrive at the house and uh, they spend a little time taking it all in, right? It's it's a nice house. So then Amanda, Julia Roberts, goes to the grocery store and we see her looking at Kevin Bacon loading his truck with packs of water. And like then he notices notices her looking at him and he steers right back. <laughs> so that was a little awkward. Uh but yeah, so back at the house, like the kids play in the pool and like the dad makes lunch and the mom comes back from the grocery, right? And she uh forgot what she says, but he's like, Oh, hey, 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 uh, I got another idea for a good time. Hmm, maybe? And she's like We've got 15 minutes before they're begging to go to the beach. And he goes, oh, that's all I need. <laughs> I, I included that joke because I felt that. <laughs> look, I, 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 on his little, his little dance he does when he straightens his shirt and everything. Look, I, I, I'm just, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but yeah, so. Then the family heads to the beach and like they're chilling on the sand. And at some point, the, door, the daughter points out that there's a boat that looks like it's headed towards them. The, the, the dad is like, "Yeah, that's an oil tanker. It's a, she's a beaut. She's red. <laughs> Something funny." And like, but they're not really paying her any mind. In fact, nobody ever really pays the daughter any attention. Not and like they should. Not like they should. They're just everything she just kind of says. They're like, "Yeah, okay," because I guess she's just a weirdo. 
<laughs> They'd be like, like right. Nobody else gives a shit about friends. Like, okay. Okay, yes, yeah, a boat in the water. What what do you want me to but but she's staring at it. Okay, it was and, far too. And, so yeah, it, it started out far, but then we do two time skips, and the whole she never changes her position. She never moves her head. She's still staring at the boat. And both after the first time skip, she's like, "That boat, I think, is coming closer." And then second time skip, she's like, "Yeah, that boat's coming closer." And then finally, Julie Roberts is like, "Oh snap, that boat's coming closer. Wake up, wake up!" <laughs> <laughs> and then she she asked the the husband, Ethan Hawke, and he, he's like. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yes, come across. <laughs> it's like, yo, grab your stuff, run. And like, by the time they start to move, it, it starts to run in the ground and moves all like up the beach right to where they were sitting. <laughs> but like, <laughs> and I would have what issue with this scene? What? Why are you running to the left of the boat? Because it's they close. Ran to the right of the boat? No, you're supposed to run away from it. They intersected they were... where the boat was coming from. Yeah, if they had gone to their right, you sure? Uh, the way the the way the shot was set up, it looked okay. like they ran. Well, maybe the only thing I could think because I thought of it too. The exit's not alone. that way. Was, was it oh. just so? Was the I shot? Thought, I thought of immediately was what if the car is that way? Yeah, but I did see okay. exactly what you saw. I, now that you're is not, that's the I way they came from. But in the moment, I thought it was heading like, or maybe maybe you're right. Like I just remembered the it looked like it was heading straight towards him. It would if they didn't move, it would hit him dead on. But maybe it was the angle or something. I don't know. Okay, maybe it was the camera because I was like, "Why are y'all running this direction?" Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm really spatial for no reason. So like in the back of my head, I knew that their car was that way, and I'm not even in the movie. <laughs> I do that from time to time. I get I get your point. <laughs> so like, where do we park the car? <laughs> Going back to the dad logic. <laughs> we get excited for 15 minutes and we know where the car is parked. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't here. It was on the next split level of the parking deck because there was yeah. a broken pillar. That's where it is. That's where it's at. <laughs> level four. People went uh, broken pillar. What were you looking at? Why are you looking at that? Look, landmarks, landmarks. <laughs> There's actually several dad moments in the movie that I cackled at. But yeah. So, uh, back at the house, Amanda sees some deer and, and points it out to Ethan Hawke, who calls it a good omen, at least according to Mesoamerican mythology. <laughs> Which, I'll get back to that later. He, he's like a teacher or a professor or something, though. So Yes. Oh, and, and also it, at this point is where the TV is out, cable's out, stuff starting to uh, yeah, slowly fail. Yeah, the only thing you, like, the only person who says it is the daughter but, like, you don't really... They don't make a big deal out of it yet. Yeah. Not quite, no. Yeah. And then uh, then that night after the kids are asleep, like, the parents are up drinking and playing Jenga uh, when Amanda hears a car pull up and, like, she tells Clay to get a bat. <laughs> and he's like, a bat? Why would I have a bat? Yeah. I like that he was kind of like... Like they're they're opposites. Like they're not yeah. even in their own house, and the liquor cabinet is locked up. All, they got all this stuff around. You don't know that where I'm gonna get a bet. <laughs> so then it cuts, and this is what I mean. Like it has these little jokes in it. So then it cuts to him pulling out like a piece of decor that he could swing. I don't know what that was. If it, to it be fair, like a, it was a club. It yeah. was a club, a planner with four clubs in it. it. It looked like like a piece of coral, like dried coral. That was cylind- cylindrical. It would have done. It would have hurt. Club. Yeah, it would have hurt. <laughs> that was a whole club. 
but <laughs> it's just funny to like get a bat. It's not our house. What did you want to get? <laughs> We're an Airbnb. <laughs> We can barely find a towel. Let me go get. Let me go get the Airbnb bat. I don't know. <laughs> Move this man. <laughs> so, so someone knocks. As he he grabs the cool right, and he answers the door. But it's a black man and a woman, Mahershali and Mahala, uh, who awkwardly greet him, and like eventually they get or they point that, out that they own the house. That scene there, so awkward. Like that, I, it, it, it was so <laughs> scary. It was so because it's cause, like, yeah. I mean, if you were at this Airbnb and someone knocks, you, I don't know what the fuck to do. Uh, hello, not the mission the, where the house is. Yeah, there ain't nobody near him. Yeah, and like, then what, what, what's going on? Yep. The so like I get it. I get both sides because Mahershala also was like he was nervous because he, he he was choosing his words wisely, but as Very Ruth wisely. points out. Uh, Mahala points out that he thought about going to the side door that's glass so you could see him, but then that would also freak you out. So, Absolutely. The, so, yeah, so the best bet would be the front door. And then he was trying to explain how he wish he wishes it was back before the internet times because then you would have had to talk to him on the phone and you would have heard his voice. Yeah. And, like, he still hasn't said that I own this house yet. So they're still looking at him like he's crazy. Because <laughs> they don't know what he wants. They're like, what? Yeah, and like, why are the, you here? The the uh, Mahala's like, J- just say it. Like, get like she keeps like correcting him or trying to like get his help him get his point across because she can see he's struggling and like they ain't trying to hear it or at least they're just confused. It, well, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's like each character had a whole different yeah, yeah. perception of it because you got you got uh uh Julia's Ethan, husband yeah Ethan Hawke is just happy go lucky he he's he's. You know, let me help my neighbor. Still mm-hmm. holding club, but yeah. very non-threatening. Yeah. Um, and then you got Julia, who's who's a little oh, yeah. scared, she, annoyed. She immediately went in the back. racist mode. Even even the way her arms was being held was like uh like Karen mode. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, okay, where's my phone? You call the cops. And then, <laughs> then you got then you got uh uh I'm gonna get his name wrong again. Mahershala. Mahershala. He he's he's code switching now. He's very okay. I don't want to. Offend these white folk because they already scared because I'm black man. So to be fair, are... that that he that was kind of his regular. He True. but he was he was he was True. being careful with his words though. And you could tell a, he was the, thinking about it. Do you have annoyed teen daughter who wants her dad to get it out, and then she's annoyed because the white people look annoyed, mm. and it's like okay, white people racist. Why are they annoyed? Because we have to do. We shouldn't rent the door. This this no. This this just get it out. Just say what you want. It's our house. <laughs> I love that, by the way. So finally, like Clay, or he he asked if we could come in, and like Clay lets him in, and like Julia's like extra pissed off. I'm gonna keep switching up their names. I'm sorry. Uh, Amanda's extra pissed off, and I love that um, Mahala uh, Ruth is the, her character's name. Every yeah. chance she gets, she points out that it's their house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So like she's super blunt and. Uh, so I'm sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. So they still Mahershala, let him in. Yeah, they still let him in. And Ruth is like, or, or Mahershala says that there's a blackout in the city and the phones aren't working. And Ruth is like, yeah, we'd like to stay in our house. <laughs> so that kind of, at least as audience, we know, okay, it's their house. It's cool. But yeah. you see Amanda really upset about it. And like, she asked to talk to Clay in private. And 
<laughs> as they leave, Mahershala's like, would it be okay if I made myself a drink? And Clay's like, oh, sure, make yourself right at it. Mm. <laughs> Simple. Elegant. You're right. <laughs> no, no, help yourself. This, you know. <laughs> it was just so funny. Make yourself right at Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh. Uh, but see, he already accepted that it's their house, right? Now, Julie Roberts, on the other hand, her white ass. She's not there yet. <laughs> Mm. To, to be fair, there's no proof for anything. Yes, this is true. It's still two random people at, at the door, and and now she and she's also have now her and her daughter are at it. This, this is they oh, yeah. the enemies off the gate. There, so the word caddy comes from <laughs> female cats. That that's how like if you have cats, they say to get two boys if you want more than one. And like they'll get along God. fine, but if you get two female cats that aren't like already sisters, mm-hmm. they, they won't get along. I did not know that. Yeah, so that's where the term caddy comes from. So like they smelled each other right away, <laughs> and they're both two strong personalities. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> immediately, like as soon as they got in, like they didn't even have to talk to each other yet. They already picked up on each other's scent. And I was just like, mm, this bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> here, I'm, I'm, right now, I'm more on the the couple that's renting the Airbnb side. Because okay. I'm more like, okay, this house in the middle of nowhere. Blackout in the city where you have a, have a room. Yeah. But you come here. Look, I... I don't know nothing about you. And, and I still, you not, you still haven't gotten to the point of what you want, and I'm concerned now. I'll, I'll probably be the I, husband I at this your, point. I see your point. I, I, I will be the husband at this point. Just you know, trying to figure out. No, no, you know, okay, this is you know, let's just figure this out. Wife and daughter over there having their world battle. There. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when they're in the back in private. Like Julie unleashes all her microaggressions and rattles off all these vaguely racist all scenarios, right? Scenario Everything. after scenario. And like, don't he, quite he, one. What, what if he's what if no? She couldn't hear. She couldn't hear it yet. I mean, she was this? Not, this is after they step away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But like, she was really laid it on. Like, she was talking about like, what if he like goes into Rose's room? Like, hold up now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's like for the audience, we're just like, okay, she. Mm. Yeah, she just might be like you know, and this she, is she where I thought it was a racist movie. I like so this is a racist movie. Something look, happened. She, she would definitely call the cops on the on the on the cookout, right? Like uh, <laughs> sunglasses, phone on face. Yeah, that this is this is her. And she like, already had laid, the cardigan on. They laid it on thick. So Ethan Hawke though, he's like, look, what I'm gonna just keep talking to him, and if I get a bad vibe, I'll ask him to leave. So that's what they go ahead and do. And but as soon as he comes back out, Mahershala made him a cocktail. He takes one sip. He's like, "Oh my god, that <laughs> <laughs> was weak." He's done. He's on their team. <laughs> it's Julia by herself now. It's Best over. thing I ever had. <laughs> what is this? Oh my god, honey, you gotta taste this. He got so happy. He got so happy off of one sip, and like the look on her face was like. <laughs> You are not helping. Right? <laughs> what happened to this team? We're not a team anymore. And the man... Oh, and, don't, and don't forget, uh, uh, they already had the conversation of of them 
working out a deal to stay at the house. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. He offered to pay. Yeah. And he goes and he uh he unlocks. There's a cabinet that was locked, and he unlocks it. So like that 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 would have that, that should have shut it down right there. Yeah. When yeah. He had the key. And he says, "Look, uh, how about you know I give you back half this?" And he had like a, an envelope with like a thousand dollars in it. We also see that there's a gun in the drawer, but they don't see yeah. that. And he's like, "You know what? This 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 should you know help out, right?" try to increase the wheels and you know we can stay downstairs in the in-law suite that way i'm not putting you out but we also have a safe place to be i it would have won me over i'm sorry i'm i'm clay in this moment like <laughs> oh my god this cocktail is great <laughs> they seem really nice in the back yep. <laughs> Look. i can see it <laughs> oh boy <laughs> But yeah, uh, so Amanda grills him some more, and like Ruth gets even more annoyed. And then like GH says, I'm sorry, Mahershala's character's name is GH George something. But uh, GH says that he forgot his ID in his coat that's checked at the symphony, and he must have forgotten it in all the commotion. And then Amanda points out that he previously said he heard about the blackout on his way home, though. So what's the truth? But she gets cut off when the TV blares a national emergency warning, uh, and it, and they realize that it's on every channel, right? Now let, let me ask this: mm-hmm. What would you have done if it was your house? Would you have just told him, "Okay, here's your money back. I want my plate. Go, go, bye." Well, I would have, I wouldn't have kicked them out mm-hmm. because I'm running from something too. You know, like the they, I be sending them in danger. One. Two, like you know, they're they're innocent. You know, they they thought they were getting away on a vacation. So I would I would go about it the way Mahershala did. Say, hey, you know, this house is big. I'm gonna stay here. I'm not gonna put you guys out either. Also, that would just lead to more altercation. Even encountering the racist white woman. I mean, Mm. yeah, because at least her husband seemed cool, even though she she on one. But like, we could draw a line in the sand or something. But at the end of the day, I'm getting in my own house. But I'm also not throwing y'all to the wolves. So that's the that seems fair, right? (laughs) Okay. But yeah, so Clay tells GH and Ruth the they should stay and they'll figure it out in the morning. So they head down into the in-law suite in the basement, and then we see uh Ruth get the sense that her dad uh isn't telling her everything. And she asks uh if the his client didn't tell him anything else. So now we're like, because the movie's just slowly giving you Pieces. And now, and now I'm thinking this is a different movie. I'm like, okay, is he a spy? He's <laughs> a spy. He did show up in a in a very well dressed. You know, right. he had a, he, he's driving a Jaguar. It was a Bentley? Was it? Oh, it had to be. I saw the B. Oh, <laughs> there is a Jaguar that like looks like that one, but yeah, that was it was the it was a big boy. The was that the Continental? I don't know if it's a Continental GT or not, but it had to be on the rims. But yeah, so upstairs, Amanda gripes about GH and Ruth. And ask Clay why he didn't mention the oil tanker. And Clay says he didn't want to pile up, keep piling on, right? And Clay and halfway then, sleep. Yeah, yeah, he already <laughs> at ease, right? He good. This, this Look, all right, night over. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he asked her the same thing. And the man is like, she didn't want to bring it up because it might confirm something. And I kind of get that. Like, if I bring up the oil tanker and mm. like, re- I mean, she has all the details, right? So like, or no, not necessarily. But what I mean, like. If she brought up the oil tanker and then there's the blackout and the phones are out, that's like, that's a lot of stuff. And that means something bad really is happening, but she's still kind of in denial, but at least she's aware that she's in denial, you know? So that denial continues to the next morning. 
So next morning, Amanda gets woken up by Rose spazzing out about not being able to watch Friends. <laughs> still, still, uh, still. Uh, then she checks her phone and sees some news alerts came through in the middle of the night, but the signal's gone again. So then she wakes Clay up. Clay says he'll drive into town to find a newspaper or someone who knows uh, what's going on, and then he'll come back. And he's like, <laughs> and when when they go downstairs, he's talking to Rose because she's still freaking out about the TV. And he's like, maybe I can get some rabbit ears or something. And she's like, why would a rabbit's ear help? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Talk about feeling old. <laughs> You know what's wild to me is after they went digital, people still don't know that you could just get a digital antenna. They think if you yeah. don't have cable, like there's they no, all like, still no exist. TV. Yeah, everything's still. In there. fact, you have more channels now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not cable, but you have like there's like I mean, you have you have enough. There's still a large amount of channels. You can still you you're watching stuff. Look, I didn't have cable when they when they made the switch, so like I understand like the digital antenna, and I was like, hey, I got more channels now. This is. This ain't so bad. My family was the poor family to put the foil in the back of the TV <laughs> to get some. Ch- to get- <laughs> Man, I had a I had a safety pin that I'd stick inside the yes coax that look. <laughs> look, I'm be frank with you. When someone told me like that trick, they were like, "Oh, you don't know how to nigga the TV." <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you put a pin in there. You don't need a whole antenna. Just put the pin, and you just turn the pin around." And I was like, "Huh." And it worked. And I was like, well, <laughs> we, we were we work we were working with a little bit too much in uh, equipment at my house. Uh, we had like a lot of cars in the yard for my dad being a mechanic. So I had a spare car antenna and a length of about eight feet of wire. That's I funny. T- I taped the car antenna to the wall. You're getting and, Canadian channels. And I was like, oh, it'd be better if I put it over here. So I moved it around depending on what channels I was trying to get. <laughs> tape it over here. Tape it over there. Stick it at the top of the piano for this channel. You just real weird stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, 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 I'm putting foil together trying to make it longer to get better signal. This <laughs> Nah, but if you had if you had some good rabbit ears, like not that nothing felt better than that where you didn't have mm-hmm. to struggle. You like yeah. it was already working. You changed yeah. channels, already got a good signal. Mm. I remember the brand too. Anyway, reminiscing revealing our age. Television. Uh, <laughs> uh so then Rose goes outside and she can't uh since she can't watch the show, right? And then she sees a bunch of deer staring at her. Like more deer are showing up and like the camera pans out. It's a whole bunch in the trees too, just watching. And she walks up to him too. Anyway, so Ruth wakes up. Rose is Julie Robertson, Ethan Hawke's daughter. Ruth is Mahershala's daughter. So if I flip them, call me on it. Because I, I was, even when I was writing stuff down, I was like mixing up their names. Uh, So Ruth wakes up and meets a man in the kitchen. And like they try to catch up, but it didn't take long before they get tired of each other. And Amanda wants to keep whatever's going on from the kids uh, so they don't panic over nothing. And Ruth disagrees, saying that she doesn't think this is nothing. Well... Mm-hmm. And uh, GH joins them, and Ruth gets Amanda to tell them that she got two notifications about the blackout, and one saying that it might be hackers. You mean that, like, that movie? Just like the movie. Yeah. Crash Overdrive, right? And meanwhile, GH sitting there knowing a little bit too much. Just a little bit. Uh, and But Amanda already figures he knows more than he's letting on, right? So even though she, 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 she got mad microaggressions, like, she catches, like, how he's presenting himself and how the little, like, the little continuity errors in his story but yeah so amanda leaves uh and then ruth says that she's worried about her mom who was supposed to be flying home from europe and she doesn't know what else to think about aside from negative shit 
So oh, keep that in mind. Her mom is supposed to be on a plane right now. So Rose and Archie go out into the woods and they find the shack. And she tells them that she saw a lot of deer earlier. And she's like, a lot of deer, like like a fuckwad of deer. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go exploring some more. And like Rose sees the house she wants to go to. But Archie says, fuck it, let's go back because he's hungry. And like from the same spot, Rose sees a view of the city and like a whole bunch of birds flying. And meanwhile, Ethan's on a road trip. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Clay stops the car and gets out to look around while the radio is, like, scanning for, for radio stations. And then, like, while he's outside the car, we hear that, like, it stops on one radio station for a little bit. And it says, a cyber attack caused an environmental disaster in the south affecting animal migration patterns. And then it started searching again. But then he gets back in, and he turns the car around, and he comes across a woman panicking, speaking Spanish. And he drives off and leaves her because he has no idea what she's saying. <laughs> and I the movie it doesn't do any subtitles either. Yeah, it does the thing where you it, <laughs> yeah. it just leaves immersion. You in the dark. It's immersion. Yeah. I know a little bit of Spanish. There was a lot of I have to get in my family. Yeah, I'm, it was I haven't seen anyone else all day. Please help. I looked I it mean, up and it was exactly what you think she was saying. Like she don't know what's going on either, but she's asking for help, basically. Yeah. And he said Would you would you have said, helped her? He said not knowing what she was saying? I probably would have. I'll put it to you like this. One day, I took my mom to the VA. I dropped her off. And, like, I had some time to kill. Like, I don't know where I was going, but mm-hmm. I think I was looking for parking or something. And I was going to wait there for her. But then a parking lot attendant, like, flagged me down that was with an old man. And she was like, he says he knows you. He says, and he's like, yeah, that's Tifron. And I was like, what? I don't know this old man, but she 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 was like, do you, do you know him? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, yeah, man, he's gonna give me a ride home. That's Tiferon. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I let him get in. Now, mind you, I'm not gonna say it on the podcast or uh, what my license plate is. It's it's partly my name, but it's not my name. But yeah, he yeah. said my name, not what's on my license plate. And I was like, that's a sign. So I took the man home. I don't know how. I don't know how he he knew he was he was bullshitting, but somehow he said my name, and I was like, "Well, that's a sign." So I took him home, and whole across the river, whole other city, and we chatted, and it was a good conversation. And I got him home, and I drove back across the river back to the VA, and I told the the group chat that, and they're like, "You could have died! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it would be you. What do you do? Giving random people? Uh, I was like, this man could barely walk. He had a walker. Like what? It's old ass. It's not like you found some twenty five year old six foot three dude. Yeah, on the road game. You found an old man. Yeah, it wasn't some some grown ass man with a <laughs> stick and a handkerchief like hitchhiking. It was an old man at the VA. It's an old veteran, and I don't know how he got there, and I don't know how he was planning on getting home. But you know, people like some people just they just know that things are going to work out and like hey that that's god told him mm-hmm. this this dude's name is tifron and she's like yeah that's tifron i know him. yeah that's my boy he overheard and, that shit in the va come on look, <laughs> look, but it was it, it worked out and i didn't die and i felt good about myself yeah but they were like yo you would do that just giving these random ass people rides man that man walked into his house and an angel came around the corner and said, did he do it? He's like, he did it. Like, All right, then. We'll mark it down. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to let y'all rob me of my, my jewels and my crown. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, so as he leaves poor Spanish lady screaming, then he notices that there's a plane flying above, or it's a drone, and it's dropping something that at first it looks like gas. Because if if I'm not mistaken, she even said it in Spanish that there was something that was dropping red gas. But when it got closer, you saw that it was actually flyers. Uh, then it cuts. So now we uh, got GH, and he drives a couple miles up the road to the neighbors, the Huxleys, uh, but nobody's home. But the place is a mess, and there's stuff scattered all over the yard, and like a, there's like a tree branch broken, and there's even stuff on top of the roof, right? And he goes inside, but nobody's home, and he's looking for a satellite phone that he knows they have. Eventually he finds it, but he still gets no signal, because it's wild, because as long as you have a clear view of the sky, it should work, right? Then something tells him to go back to or go to the back of the house and he sees more things across the the grass and in the back of the house is the beach. And Wait, no, no, he got the satellite phone from his own garage. No, that was the Huxley's. That's a Huxley's house. Yeah. I thought he, he didn't he before he left his house he got I'm thinking mm. things out of order. Okay, never mind. No, because he walked through the wet house and then he had to go in the garage yeah. and look through a couple of different things in the garage to yeah. find him. Cause he, yeah, because he, he didn't know where it was. He was just, uh, this must be where it might be. And he found it eventually, but like he was, he went back to the car defeated because it wasn't working. But then something told him to go around back and he got to the beach and he saw a watch sticking out the sand. Okay. And he goes to pull it up and it's attached to a severed arm. And then he realizes that there's a dead pilot in the sand. Side note, that's the director. That's the director. Yeah, the, his his director cameo was the dead pilot. He pull it. He pull that hand out of the ground like a lucky rabbit's foot, like yeah. <laughs> like a privileged white man's hand. But then he realizes, like it's not just a dead pilot, but around him it was a plane crash. That's why there's just random stuff uh, thrown I everywhere. Just, I don't know how people how- miss that in movies. Mm-hmm. It's always in movies and TV shows to be like, huh. A tiny subtle detail on the ground. Oh, oh, a whole a fuselage, car. a whole car just thrown to the side of a building. When yep. did that get there? Like he, you walked... got no peripheral vision. That's exactly what happened. Because if <laughs> if he had looked up, he would have seen anything. But he was yeah. looking at his feet, walking. You see the bodies spraying around. He's like he just... turning around in a slow motion. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, stop oh acting stupid. He was yeah. so fixated on the shiny thing in the sands. I, he like sitting there like hmm, I'm saying this ridiculous but at the it's same time I think I've done this before I'm walking looking at my feet and then I say ooh it's a coin or something and then it's like oh man I'm about to get ran over <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah so if that's not bad enough then he realizes that there's a plane falling out of the sky heading straight towards him so I'm not going to say he hauls ass because I feel like he could have ran faster but he uh, he, he, ma- he does not move quickly. No, he, he doesn't. De- he definitely white people ran. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even like like he looked like his form was like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, but he wasn't moving like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> he was he was running like his feet hurt. <laughs> I mean, to his credit, I've never ran with church shoes in sand before, so I don't. I don't <laughs> but, but yeah, so he he, he was trying it, to do his best with that. That's a good point. Yeah, and also he's like. I guess he's in shock. I don't know. Anyway, he gets back to the house just in the nick of time and shuts the door. But the riders like, because the plane lands, I guess the plane lands in the water and it causes a wave of like water and sand to rush up and hit the house. And it like smashes through the windows. How far was he where they didn't hear that? 
None he of said that. it was two and a half miles away. He literally yeah. said the exact distance. <laughs> <laughs> he said the Huxley lived two and a half miles up the road. Okay. You- yeah. I could yeah. kind of see it, but also nah. Yeah, later on in the movie, you start hearing random things outside, like explosions and stuff. So it's possible that they heard it and well, just. Well, the didn't... plane just fell. Didn't really explode. Just kind of fell. Yeah, so it would have been a boom. Yeah, I think two and a half miles. Like the, a thunk. The boom. Yeah. Large thunk. <laughs> so yeah. So shortly after that, a loud ear-piercing noise begins, and we see everyone except Clay get hit by it, right? And they all, like, you know, put their hands over their ears. And then uh, everyone makes it back to the house except for Clay, and they talk about what that could have been. I'm like, was it a plane breaking the sound barrier? Yada, 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 yada. And Amanda keeps pressing GH to try and find out if he knows more than he's letting on. And in the process, she lets us slip that he saw planes crash, which upsets Ruth because... Uh, well, Ruth is already upset, so she gets upset further, and then yeah, she, she starts mad the whole movie. Yeah, so she starts getting into it with uh, Amanda again, and uh, Amanda's like, "I don't believe you. I haven't believed you since you walked in the front door." And then Ruth is like, "Golly, I wonder what it is about us that makes you so mistrustful." <laughs> and Mahershala's like, "Ruth," <laughs> and. Uh, Julie Roberts goes, you always, uh, sorry, Amanda, you always think you know what you're talking about, don't you? Man, Ruth goes, well, ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? The way she says <laughs> The way she black. said it. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Okay. And that shut her up. Yeah, that shut too. her up. <laughs> he wasn't interested in talking anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Clay comes back. And, like, he shows them that uh, one of the flyers that was dropped, right? And it had Arabic writing on it. And then the son, Archie, side note, there's also a son, Archie, I haven't mentioned that, <laughs> uh, pops up. And he says, oh, that says Death to America. I know that from the game I play. That means Death to America. And they're all like, ugh. <laughs> uh, then it cuts to uh, white people getting in the car and taking off to go back to the scene. They were done. They were done. <laughs> and, like, Julie Roberts is like, uh, this is what's best for everyone. Which, I don't, I don't know, maybe I know too much watching the movie. I just, it seemed like an odd thing. Oh, Death to America. Well, I'm getting the hell out of here. Like, oh, no, yeah. she, oh, that's, that's, no, that, that's right. Never mind. It's not weird. Because she said that they were going to go to her sister's house in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And Mahershala's like, but you got to drive through the city to get there. And she's like, whatever, we're, we're gone. We'll, we'll risk it. Yeah. I'll trust you, black folk. <laughs> I get so, it. Okay. God. Uh, <laughs> So, in the car, we see uh, the gang headed back to the city, and Rose says she can't stay asleep because of the sirens we hear playing in the background. And then they come to a stop because there's a traffic jam up ahead, but it's all white Teslas. And, like, Amanda tells Clay to stay in the car and watch the children while she goes to check it out. Uh, but then upon closer inspection, she realizes all the white Teslas are brand new and have no drivers. They drove themselves and caused the road blockage by smashing into each other. And there's more Teslas coming down the street right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, this part was pretty cool. So she runs back to the car and she like makes Clay get in the passenger seat. He's like, what's going on? Oh, hey, I see another car. We, we Let's flag him down. And she's like, get in the no. car, get in the car. Like she gets in the uh, the driver's seat and then she starts dodging the Teslas the best she can. And it was pretty neat because like the camera was like in the middle of the car and it was doing that 360 thing. Yeah. That was cool. So then it cuts back to Mahershala and Ruth opening the front door and it's them. Aha. 
Hey, Aha, the tides guys. have turned. We're back. Hi. We made a mistake. Right? We shouldn't have traffic, traffic was murdered. Hey. How are you doing? How was your how's your day going? Did you the traffic was murder. <laughs> the only part that irked me about really that really irked me about them coming back is the sleeping arrangements. Yeah, they should have changed. As soon as they left, Mahershala should have taken his room back. Right. No, it's done now. Y'all y'all can stay in the, in the basement. Like that's, that's As soon as they left, they should have went and started changing the sheets. It's, but they yeah. didn't. Yeah, it's, it's, I especially would have been like, claimed. But Ruth points that out, so I can't take points away from the movie for it. She's like, why are we still fucking down here? <laughs> <laughs> that was my question. I was like, why? Uh-huh. Uh, no, I don't care. Y'all downstairs. Just figure it out. It's funny. So, yeah. So, nobody knows what the heck to do at this point, right? And, like, we see Rose laying in bed, stressing that she can't finish friends. The joke continues. <sighs> and, and, and the son is staring he, at pictures of... of yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's spanking at the pictures he took a Ruth on the sneak. Or... Calm down the, there, Shinji. Or the mother's feet. Because she her feet were in the picture. She was sitting... She was sitting next to the There's room. only so Ew. many jokes you Ew. can make about feet Ew. before people think you're in defeat. I'm just I'm, I'm just pointing that Jeff out. Ron, are you in I'm, defeat? I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> Somebody is. Stop trying to get us more fans. <laughs> Toronto. I don't know why I picked Toronto. Sorry, Toronto. Quinn Tarantino has entered the chat. <laughs> hey, why don't you guys watch one of my movies? <laughs> So Ruth finds Clay filling up the tub with water and then invites him to the backyard to smoke her weed vape. And then she starts uh, fucking with him by asking him if he ever fucked one of his students. And he's like, what? What? No. (laughs) So then Amanda plays with the the light switches and like we see her accidentally cut on the pool lights and we see a bunch of deer staring at them outside real quick. Did you catch that? Yes. It was just their eyes. That was a lot. Just out there already. Just it's like, hey, bro, what y'all doing? <laughs> what y'all got in there. Y'all got some. Y'all got some vegetables. I forgot to say when Ruth was telling Archie about the deer, she was like, "It's like they were trying to tell me something," which I guess is important, but we'll we'll get there. So after she finally figures out the lights or whatever, she sat down and to drink with gh and like she apologizes for how she treated them and like they make up and they start to get chummy and then gh reveals that he has this big client he's he's a money man for a living right as well as being on the board of, of the was it the philharmonica or whatever that's what they do yeah this, this guy has a bunch of money he can make yeah. decisions about music yeah and he's a, he has this big client that's well known and well connected that joked about being a part of an evil cabal that runs the world from the shadows then he recently got a call from him and asked GH to move him massive amounts of money around for him. And GH jokes about him going off to this evil cabal meeting and the client didn't find that funny this time when usually he would have. Yeah. Like he laughed at everything, but he didn't laugh this time. Uh, oops. And he just says, take care of yourself. So Amanda asked him if he thinks his, uh, his friend is part of the group of people like that's behind this. And he says, no, I think nobody runs the world like that. Uh, but there are people who just know enough to get a head start, right? So, like, he's saying that, like, even though he was talking about Evil Cabal or whatever, he's like, nah, they're not in charge. They just they just knew enough to dip out. But yeah. just shit's happening now, and that's the best we got. Uh, like, nobody's actually, or not that nobody's doing this, but, like, it's not some secret society 
Illuminati isn't doing this, but they moved their money around because they saw it coming, which I believe that part. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> follow the money. So Clay and Ruth, uh, they get high and they chat about stuff, which eventually freaks Ruth out at, at uh, all the possibilities of what could be happening, right? And then they get distracted because a bunch of flamingos landed in the pool behind them. Don't flamingos live in Florida? Yes, they do. So, like, they flew That's all the way. way up to New York. That is a yeah. ways. But they didn't see the deer outside. <laughs> <sighs> so then GH takes Amanda down to his music room to show her a good time. That's a lot of records, dog. <laughs> yeah, he had a whole wall. And he has, a whole, he has this whole wall full of vinyls. And, like, he pulls out some jazz. And she's like, what What the fuck is that? I thought you said you were going to show me a good time. And he's like, oh, this, is, this is jazz. Like, he was like... He was like hurt. <laughs> and she was like, how about this one? And she pulls out a vinyl record of next uh, R&B group from the 90s. And uh, apparently that was from Ruth's DJ phase, which is funny because. Yeah. It's still <laughs> yeah. old for her. Yeah. So she puts it on and she starts dancing and they start dancing uh, too close. So if you've ever heard that song. Man. Like it's the song that. So if if you don't know, I mean, I grew up hearing this song and it's about dude dancing in the club with the girl and she's dancing too close and he starts to get a boner so it was already it's already yeah. funny in that how, sense how, how you gonna change a christmas song into that i got a boner you know what that is that, oh my goodness! Uh, I never realized that. Yeah, that's the, that's like, it's a uh, Curtis Blow. It's Curtis Blow, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas! And so, all of honor, I guess. That's funny. Anyway, so there's that level of hilarity that that it's all on the nose from that for for the next yeah, few minutes. That that's playing as they dance and they literally start moving closer. But also, her white woman dancing specifically. I think she's doing the Elaine dance from Seinfeld. <laughs> She's somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, the 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 with the kicks and the but uh, well, it's not completely like the lane dance. She starts. I think the director out, probably asked her, "Could you dance white?" And she said, "I'm offended." Of course, I can't. <laughs> but she's she. It's definitely like her some of her own moves, and then she kind of mm-hmm. slips the lane in there. But she starts out with the. <laughs> and I was look. I paused the movie. I'm not going to lie. I paused the movie and I immediately texted Kareem. I was like, didn't nobody tell me about this dance scene? <laughs> I immediately wanted to find any other music that's on the same tempo and just see if I could like just put it up random places. <laughs> the whole scene is like, what are y'all doing? It, it's so cringy, but it's clearly meant as a joke. And like, yeah. it starts out really funny. And then <sighs> they end up hugging and it's like, hold up. We're drunk and scared. And like, yeah. and then he almost starts to cry because he's like, "Man, I really miss my wife, and I don't think she's, the, you know, after seeing two planes fall out the sky, Absolutely. he's valid. I, he I knows. think she's dead. <laughs> like it, it was like, oh. I mean, even if it's the core possibility that she was able to not get on the plane because there's so much chaos, yeah. How are you gonna see her again? Yeah, and even if she like she got on the plane she made it and none of it matters because the phones are down like what mm-hmm. <laughs> we have no way of knowing until we get through this of if my wife is okay anyway so as funny and goofy and cringy as that scene was <sighs> it, it ended on a heavy note which apparently was on purpose yeah no it yeah. it felt like you uh you thought you were gonna get out of this 
with just silly silly. But yeah, and, we I'm, were, and I'm glad they did not actually have sex and cheat. That's what I was about to say. We both were when I when I uh, texted him, he said that, and I was like, "Man, me too." <laughs> like, not even on a on a on a oh no, like I hope they don't hook up thing. It's like oh, like their family is upstairs. Mm-hmm. One, his wife is dead, or I mean, I was I was doubly dead. worried about it because they had the daughter ask the husband if he ever cheated. And they're just yeah. out there smoking weed together. I'm like, mm, yeah. like why are you? Start it would have turned. It would have turned the movie cringy if yeah. either couple, yeah. then either, he, either group, either either hum- did it. poor feverish white boy up in the bed uh, whacking it, and everybody else getting some. <laughs> and it was it was definitely on purpose, but like to set to set you up. And I was like, just don't keep going mm. and they didn't but it all was... the weirdness and panic makes sense but dang do you have to yeah we don't got to do this so thankfully it doesn't happen but then <laughs> then the noise hits him again and amanda and gh and ruth and clay and rose we see all five of them cover their ears right and like it's really bad this time and it, it breaks more glass it breaks out some lights where the first time it only cracked a couple panes of glass, way harder this time, right? But we only see the five of them react to it. So keep that in mind. So next morning, the whole family slept in the be- in the same bed, or the whole white family slept in the same bed. And when Archie gets up, he spits up some blood and he pulls out four teeth, which freaks him after, in the and After tooth out. number one, I was like, sir, stop doing that. Stop pulling, stop pulling, right? And he was. Are you eight? <laughs> Cut that out. I mean, he was like, te- technically, they're already out. They're already like loose. they're not. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I I would have. I pulled the first one out. I might be trying to push it back in. Like I don't want to believe it. It was it was gross. Though. I ain't pulling nothing out, right? But yeah, I actually thought this was a dream the first time I saw it. Because I was like, ain't no way this no, is No, uh, yeah, that that seems, that's believable. Yeah, it was just wild. I was like, oh, nah. And then I was trying to think, like, how it could happen. Like, and I was like, oh, yeah, he did get bit by a bug, but that seems extreme. And they even mentioned it. They were like, he got bit by a bug, and then GH was like, oh, well, you know, Lyme disease. That's a fast <laughs> reaction. Yeah, that. and that's a strong reaction. Like, yeah. Like, it, like, froze Justin Bieber's face for a little bit, but he all right now. But like spitting up the blood and the teeth falling out, that was rough. So yeah, and then they also realized that Rose is missing. A little bit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so pause on that. Actually, no pause. I'll I'll come back to uh this moment. Just remind me. Uh the Rose goes missing part. Okay. So yeah, Rose is missing and Arthur throws up more blood. Uh so GH and Clay set out to Danny's house. And that's the local contractor that GH used before. And it's the same dude that, what's her name? Amanda, Julie Roberts saw at the grocery store stocking up all the water. And Mahershala had said earlier in the movie that, like, yeah, that must be Danny. He's a contractor. That, he's a prepper. This is just a usual weekend for him if you saw him that's loading up on water. my boy Dizzy Dan. But he was packing hard at the gas station. Yeah, yeah. So they were going to go see him because if there's anybody that might have something that could help Archie, it would be him. And Julie Roberts and Ruth, they go to try and find Rose. 
and uh, the girls end up at the shed in the woods, and then they start getting at each other, right? And like Ruth confronts uh, Julie Roberts on why she's so angry, and Julie well, Amanda uh, confesses that she sees the worst in people she works with, and she's not better because she treated Ruth and her dad like shit too, and she doesn't want to be like that. And Ruth kind of comforts her and says she disagrees with how she does or how she is, but in this moment, she agrees with everything she just said. And like mm. Amanda says, I don't want to be like this. I know I said I hate people, but I'd do anything to have them back. Because it's like, now we're in an apocalypse. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, so then they hear noises outside and they go outside to see what's happening, right? Yeah. But it cuts over to, uh, it's actually interspliced these two scenes, but I split them up for narrative reasons. So meanwhile, it, with GH and Clay, they arrive at Danny's house and they're not welcome. Like he answers the door with a shotgun. And they try to explain that they got a sick kid, and even though Danny points out that it was probably the the noise, which was probably a microwave weapon, which produces a kind of radiation that can be beamed out through sound, and that's why he's puking blood and, like, his teeth are falling out. And because of the limited information getting out, Danny assumes it's the start of a war, but we don't know for sure, so they just need to sit tight and be safe. But... He's not trying to give him shit. <laughs> and he asked them to get <sighs> off the porch again, right? Or to leave leave the property. So that microwave thing, that's I don't know if it no one knows if it's real or not, I guess, but they it's investigated not, not it. A thing. Yeah, it, so what happens is in, in Cuba some years ago, some folks this stuff happened to them. And it, it ended up being like a total of like two thousand different people. And they investigated it, and they couldn't prove that it was real. Hmm. But they only found a solid explanation for maybe like 18 people out of like the 2,000 folks that were affected that had different symptoms. But in some cases, the thrown up blood and teeth falling out because of radiation was some of them. And most of them had other symptoms, right? But still, they... So like the the conspiracy theory is that there's some sort of microwave weapon that, that did it, but they couldn't prove it. Or they said they couldn't prove it. So that's where he got that from. So uh, GH stands his ground and says they're not leaving until they get what they need. And remember the gun from earlier? Well, now he got it. Uh, <laughs> and Danny aims a shotgun at GH and, and GH whips out the handgun and Clay starts screaming, Ah, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Just put the gun down. We'll find another way to the hospital. There is no other way to the hospital. Besides, he's not going to shoot us. And Danny cocks the gun. It sounds like he's going to shoot us. <laughs> it does, though. <laughs> I was weak. Uh, like, he's just the way, like, Ethan Hawke is acting in this. Uh, I mean, he's a good actor. But, like, in this part, just the way he was freaking out was so funny. And fantastic at, at the job. It just it, cracked me up. Yeah, it was so funny. And you could tell that it was supposed to be, like, even though it was serious, like, you could tell it was supposed to be a little funny. So then Clay jumps in between the two men with the guns in an effort to de-escalate things and he tries to reason with Danny, right? I have no idea what's going on right now. I barely do anything without my cell phone and GPS. I am a useless man, but my son is sick and my daughter is missing and I don't know what to do. And he just begs, basically. Like, <laughs> this is... I had nothing but respect for it. Yeah, because... No, he he honestly, put it in terms that that man couldn't say yeah. no to and not feel guilty about he says look i'm a useless man but you are not you are prepared and all i can do is just ask you to save my son because i feel like if you were in my situation you would do the same like 
please, like, if you have anything that can help. And then it cuts to him counting money. <laughs> it's the money that GH offered him before. And then the, uh, they got some medicine, I guess some iodine pills or something. Uh, that's how you shoot radiation, right? If you're not completely dead yet. Uh, yeah and it's funny because danny's like well it was only a matter of time before we started the barter system anyway and ethan hawks at the car like it's not really a barter system it's cash (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's very simple like if everyone still agrees that money is worth something yeah you still use it yeah yeah like because it's really just an agreement in the it's just an agreement in the first place yeah so uh, then Danny tells him that the Koreans or the Chinese are behind all of this. And he mentions that some flyers were dropped off on the West Coast, because I guess he has some network that he's talking to other preppers with, right? Uh, were dropped off on the West Coast with Asian riding on it. So then GH comes out and, like, they give him the flyer that they had and it had Arabic on it. And he's like, oh, well, the guy who told me about the West Coast, he did four tours in Iraq, and he would know if it was Arabic and not Chinese. He'd know so, the difference, yeah. Yeah, mildly racist. Uh, yeah, dude kept saying Korea or China, you know, same yeah, thing. you know, whatever. It's like, yikes, stop it. <laughs> you know, on brand, though. So he was like, oh, well, we do have a lot of enemies, so they probably teamed up. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so then back in the car, like, GH has a realization, and then he, like, lays it out he gives it to Ethan Hawke straight, right? Since my primary client works in defense, I spend a lot of time studying the cost-benefit analysis of military campaigns. There was one program in particular that terrified my client the most. A simple three-stage maneuver that could topple a country's government from within. The first stage is isolation. Disable their communication and transportation. Make the target as deaf, dumb, and paralyzed as possible. Setting them up for the second stage, synchronized chaos. Terrorize them with covert attacks and misinformation overwhelming their defense capabilities, leaving their weapon systems vulnerable to extremists and their own military. Without a clear enemy or motive, people would start turning on each other. If done successfully, the third stage would happen on its own. Coup d'etat. Civil war. Collapse. This program was considered the most cost-effective way to destabilize a country because if the target nation was dysfunctional enough, it would, in a sense, do the work for you. Whoever started this wants us to finish it. And I was like, damn, he right. I was, I was weak. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, like, I was weak. Everything like makes when you, sense. It's like when you see your two friends in the hallway, and you tap them both on the back real hard, <laughs> and then you slip away, and they'd be like, I told you to stop touching me. I told you the same thing. <laughs> and then now they're both in ISS, <laughs> and you flirt fault. with their girlfriends. Oh, no. <laughs> Kareem knows what I'm talking about. A little bit. Not really, though. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so back to the ladies in the woods, right? Amanda goes off to see if uh, she sees Rose or whatever, right? Uh, But then she turns around to see Ruth is almost completely surrounded by the Dare Squad. Gang, gang. (laughs) 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 And she's frozen with fear. And, like, the deer kept creeping closer until Amanda pops up next to Ruth, uh, flailing and screaming. And Ruth eventually snaps back to it, and she joins her, and they both start flailing and screaming. And the confused deer peace out because they're afraid of white women, too. (sighs) I was going to say, that whole thing with the deer, it was like they're watching the people like we watch animals in zoos. And then I thought to myself, (laughs) the deer are exactly what it's like to be at 
a SZA concert. The women are the SZA concert. I would run out. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm usually in lockstep with you, and I was like, like, what? It's just not my thing, okay? You can like different music. (laughs) Note to self, Mm. Tim really hates this. (laughs) I remember, not when she first came out, but I guess a little after she started getting like big, big, uh, I just started a new job. Or no, I was already at the job. This girl was new, and this girl was talking to her supervisor and like the supervisor was low key flirting, but the girl oh. was like, "Oh yeah, uh, this weekend I'm going to a SZA concert." Oh, and like she's she's a white girl, and the supervisor was a black guy, and like he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he looked back at her, and was like, "Oh, oh okay," <laughs> and like he didn't have the heart to you know, tell her, so he just let her. Yeah, I love SZA, <laughs> and, oh, I'm, and I'm over by myself. Like, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? It's like, uh. yeah, she's my favorite. I see, and he's the look on his face is like, like I almost saw his like crush go away. <laughs> like he stopped flirting uh, after that. That's <laughs> like really damn. unfortunate sound, right? <laughs> but also good power dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe maybe don't. Yeah. <laughs> So Amanda thinks she sees Rose's bike tracks. Uh, well, I guess Rose took... They did mention that a bike was missing. Mm. And Rose, uh, she sees bike tracks in, on the ground. And, like, they follow them and they come to the same... Uh, they come to a pause. And, like, it's the same spot from before. And, like, Amanda sees the house that Rose saw before. And, like, she beckons Ruth over, but Ruth is frozen again. So she goes back over to her and she sees what she's looking at. And it's the view of the city, but there's a mushroom cloud coming out of it. And then another explosion goes off oh, next to it. Boy. And then you see them hold hands. Cuts. So, yeah. So, like, you know, now it's like this is the moment where Amanda really accepts that shit got real. But also, they bonded. Yeah. Uh, so now the camera kind of zooms in a little bit closer towards the city. And then it turns and it floats over to the house that, that they were looking at or Amanda was looking at. And inside. Or outside, there's a there's a bike, and you see that Rose broke the window in the door and let herself in. And inside, Rose is eating all the snacks. Yes, all the the Sour has, Patch Kids, the Cheez Its, Ocean like, Spray. She got the clear Ocean Spray just turned up like a forty. She is in there. She 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 raided that pantry and all the snacks and she Cheetos. She got Cheeto dust all on her hands. Side note, props to the continuity because they kept the Cheeto dust on her hands, on her fingers for the next part. They did. <laughs> you noticed that? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Full gremlin mode. And this is the, I didn't mention it, but like Danny had mentioned in their little standoff that he, his contractor friend worked on a, a bunker 
for another family nearby. So they, he said, you should check on them because they got a bunker. Or he didn't say it was a bunker, but he said, he described it. He was like, that's rich people code for doomsday bunker. Yeah. Uh, so this is the house. So she goes, she gets up and she starts exploring and she finds the bunker. She goes down in there and it's not just very spacious and fully stocked with supplies, but also has some kind of emergency system notification thing. Yeah. Some sort of, I, oh, in, in a way it was kind of like the same way ham radios work. It seemed like it must be going off of like just rudimentary radio systems but it was computer setup yeah i'm still mad that she broke in <laughs> hey she did not I'm, care i'm gonna get to that because remember i said i'm gonna circle back to the them in the bed yeah uh, so yeah so and not only does it have all of that but it also has an entertainment center with a dvd collection support physical media and the dvd's collection included the final season of friends so she puts it on and finally smiles as the as the Friends theme song cuts on, and you see her her face lit up, and she finally smiles for the first time in the movie, and she finally gets to the last episode, and like the Friends theme song starts playing and the credits start rolling. I was like, they didn't. <laughs> the whole I movie. stood up. The whole movie. <laughs> I stood up and I was like, they fucking didn't. Look, I love it. <laughs> they 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 built that joke. This movie was two hours and fifteen minutes long. They built that joke for two hours and fi- like for not not the first scene, but the they second really scene just from the second scene the of the movie thing. all the way to the final shot. Mm-hmm. They built that joke. Yep, loved it. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> so back to you saying you mad she broke in. So in the bed when they're all in the bed, uh, she was talking to the mom. And she tells she tells this the story uh, that Christians say, and I, I'm not going to get it verbatim the way she tells it because she told it a little different, but I'm gonna say it the way like I know it, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's a flood coming, and there's a woman, and she's she's very religious, and she's like, okay, I'm not going to leave my house because God's going to protect me, and so flood comes, this bad storm, water rises, first floor gets flooded. And the guy comes by in a rowboat, and he's like, hey, I'm here to save you. I'm going to take you to safety. She's like, nah, don't worry about me. God got me. Uh, the Lord will provide. So, keeps raining. Floodwaters keep rising. Now she's on the second floor. Whole first floor flooded. A guy in a speedboat comes by. Ma'am, I'm here to save you. I'll take you to safety. She's like, no, don't worry about me. The Lord will provide. And he's like, all right. Bet. And he scoots off. And f- keeps raining. Floodwaters keep rising. Now she's on the roof. Whole first and second floor flooded out. A Coast Guard cutter sails up to her. It's like, hey, we're here to save you. And she's like, nope, leave me alone. The Lord will provide. And they're like, all right, well. And the Coast Guard cutter sails off. And the flood kept rising. And she dies. She drowns. She gets to heaven, meets Jesus. And she's like, uh, why didn't you save me? She's pissed off. And he's like, I sent you three boats. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> so that's that's essentially the story that Rose tells her mother. And at, when she finishes, she's like, and I'm done waiting. And like the mom looks at her like, what? The hell you <laughs> yeah, and they go to sleep. And then the next morning, Rose is missing. And she went to that house. She broke into that house. And she finds, I mean, she didn't know ahead of time that that was the house with the bunker. 
But, you know, children be knowing. Plus, she probably talked to the deer. And deer, you know, the deer was trying to tell her that, hey, that house got a bunker. Y'all good. And then if you think back to what Danny told him, it was just a quick throwaway line. He says, maybe we should just sit tight and wait it out. So, like, these two things combined, it's like, oh, that's the solution. And so the movie... Now, I mean, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but the movie's about, like, it explores humanity and, like, you know, Julie Roberts got all these microaggressions and shit. And it's like, okay. And then it also, like, so there's, like, the racial level and then there's the class level because Mahershala is rich. And, like, they didn't, they kind of said that they were, like, not completely struggling, but, like. They both had to work hard to have what they had. Yeah. And they, they, that money was definitely on their mind because she was, like, the husband Ethan Hawke was like worried about budget cuts and possibly losing his job, but they still had enough money to rent a two thousand dollar Airbnb for the weekend, right? So they weren't completely struggling, but still, they weren't yeah. Mahershala rich. They didn't have a Bentley; they drove yeah. a Jeep. So, so there's like the class level, the race level, and then you know their differences and their clashing and whatnot. But the the moral of the movie is, you know, will you choose humanity? in these situations and like eventually humanity won out like they they started to bond eventually they got along and like then danny came around and you know gave the medicine and whatnot because he chose to be nice to people uh the only time that humanity wasn't chosen was when even hawk left the spanish <laughs> uh, but yeah like that's that seems to be the moral so like rose that story to me was like she's like maybe the answer is already in front of us you know like, we're sitting here stressing. Maybe we just need to stop and think about it. And, like, she was like, well, let me go see what this house has. Oh, look, it's got a bunker. <laughs> how about <laughs> you know, that? Yeah. Like, we already, you know, we learned how to deal with each other. And now we have a, a bunker of, of the perfect spot to just wait it out, just like Danny said. So everything worked out for him in the end, even though mad. we didn't see it work out. But, like. So everybody's going to go to that house now. Because the, at the end of it, you hear the mom knocking on the door, ask, like yelling the girl's name. So the whole family's going to end up in there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going to happen is, and is then the, the people who own the bunker, they gonna come they'll home. show up and be like, what the heck is this? Part it's two. Be like, part two. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who is it? Well, that we have. We in here, and um, Mahershala Ali is going to be the first one to go, you got to leave. <laughs> yep. But it's our house. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Finders keepers. Look, and we're the finders. Ho- they better hope them Teslas keep them roadblock. <laughs> Not the Teslas. That Stop. cracked me up because in order to use those cars, Tesla has to say yes. <laughs> And they're not fully automated the way they are in that movie, but Mm -hmm. it just helps substantiate one of Tesla's real-life lies. So what happened was, is when the trailer came out, Elon Musk got the wrong message from that and tweeted, oh, and they also, because of the solar panels, like they can charge without worrying about gasoline or whatever, right? And then all these places were like, yo, you missing the point, bro. Yeah. We should fear self-driving cars because this shit can happen. <laughs> he was not. He was not getting the message. Completely over his head. But yeah. So, what was y'all's favorite aspect of the movie? Um, I kind of like the way everybody had moments. Well, I guess except for the except for the two little white children, everyone <laughs> had moments where they had to 
give in and trust somebody. Yeah. The only person, as you were saying, uh, the only person that didn't get benefit of that is a poor Spanish lady, like walking down <laughs> Route 91, like, damn, where's supposed to go now? <laughs> she had a long walk, too. That was she, she's nowhere. like, ah, she, yeah. She's like, Cavite Boca, let me in the car. <laughs> Kareem. Uh, favorite aspect? I don't know. Like, mm, nothing really stuck out. The deer, I guess the, the animals, the deer. I thought, the, and the flip flamingos, I thought that was cool how they kind of signif- signified the end of something, ma- something major happening. Because animals always first know. See, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, though. I did catch that, like, when he mentioned that the deer were a good omen, even though it was, I think what it is is, like, they kind of play it like the deer are scary, but they're not. And, like, he says it early on that they're a good omen. And, you know, it was a sign that, you know, things are going to work out for them. Even though they were rolling deep for no reason. <laughs> they were terrifying in a way. Well, yeah. they're, they're, they're rolling but, deep because there was so much chaos going around. They were sticking with each other. Yeah, they were sticking with each, with each other. And then she also said, or not also, because it's a different person talking. Uh, he said, or the dad says that, you know, they're a good omen. And then the, the daughter says that it's like you're trying to tell us something. And I know I made the joke that she talked to the deer and they told her about the house. I'm not going to go as far as to say that was real, but they definitely like, I don't even think it was a red herring. They, the, the movie kind of like, Oh, it's they're They're a threat. Even like when they accident when she accidentally cuts the light on and you see them outside real quick, mm-hmm. like they make they- it seem like it's a threat, but they're really, they're not. And I'm not completely sure what that is. If that's just, like if it is a red herring or if it's like oh no the real issue is that they need to humanity is the threat and they need to be nice to each other not the deer the deer just watching i mean animals definitely do change their behavior violently when there is too much um okay so in the same way that you won't see like the, a bunch of deer in the suburbs mm. you'll eventually start to see them when they realize it's not so bad you'll have one or two deer just randomly be in somebody's backyard even out in the sub suburbs with very little cover but then on top of that you get some noise in the woods that they don't like well now they're just up in your yard looking for food because it seems safer than being out in the woods yep I like planes you. crashing around you <laughs> like planes crashing <laughs> around you <laughs> They up in your backyard like, hey, little girl, you got any grass or some <laughs> pine cones? I know that stuff is normally in the woods, but we can't be there right now. <laughs> they never did show what was up with the random shack and how there was like, it seemed like. There was a person's like silhouette in the leaves. My thing was that could have very well been some animal that could slip in and out of there doing the same thing. It didn't necessarily mean it was a person but yeah. it, like they set it up like it was going to be a little bit more to it yeah. and then just nothing happened. That's why I think it just might be red herrings a little bit mm-hmm. but yeah. But back just to little the deer. things for you to be weirded, about, weirded out about because there's so much going on that it's mm-hmm. just strange anyway. I've definitely like there's deer out here and I've definitely caught them looking in my window before. So they be they they do that. <laughs> Especially like, there was a point where I was like giving them apples every once in a while. Not all the time, oh, just just enough. Did so you like, get enough trust to hand feed or, or No no no. I don't I'm not nah, they got fucking ticks, Lyme disease, bro. <laughs> also I'm I'm not I'm not fucking with them like that. I'll leave a, a, an I apple in the driveway. To fry like Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> Little birds no. in the window when you're washing dishes, you'd be like, get the hell out of here. 
But yeah, like they they they've come peek at me to see if I got any apples for them. Like, hey, you ain't leaving none out today. What's going on, Apple Man? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, 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 sleep. It, it's really scary because uh, it was happening at like because I'd get home at midnight. So it's just oh, I. I I was I, like, I think I hear something, and I go like and peek through the the blinds, and it's a deer right there. Like, hey man! <laughs> but at the same time, if I open the front door, they dip. So they're just yeah. But anyway, they do that. Uh, for me, I think I just liked how how it was real conversations. Like it instead of like I would take this movie over over the driving Miss Daisy green book, yada, yada, like, Oh, the racism solved, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, everyone gets along. They do a dance. Like they, they sing and dance together or something. And then no more racism. Everything's good. And white people feel good. Oh, at the, end the, of the, movie. The, the dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> like Oof. this, this is, this is how it would go down. Right? Like it would be awkward as shit. All these microaggressions would start to come out. And then it's just like, look, we we just gonna have to be friends if we gonna get through this together because this Absolutely. is the best. You know, we gotta get along. Yeah, but like we saw the tension as opposed to, oh, I don't like them because they black, and now we gotta be on the same football team. And oh, look, we all play good football. Oh, they're people too. You know, I mean, not the Return to Titans is great, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, remember the Titans is great. <laughs> I didn't remember the tight. Oh god! Attack on the Titans. Where are we going next? <laughs> that Denzel movie with the football sure is great. Uh, <laughs> I like the baseball one myself. But yeah, I like that it got real, real tense because that's how it would be. They, it just wouldn't just be. They just wouldn't magically become friends. Uh, and you saw them like a, almost about to fight, especially in the shack with the Julia Roberts and and Ruth. Like things were tight. Things were dicey. Yeah, she start raising her voice and she was like, "Stop screaming!" At me. <laughs> look, I thought they were gonna fight, and then Julia Roberts got real and was like, "Look, I know I say I don't like people, but I, I'm a piece of shit too, and <laughs> I'm sorry." <laughs> you know what that was? Is is freaking. That hug from Mahershala, all her racism left right there. <laughs> like, oh, this is what it feels like. <laughs> what is boner? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, favorite uh, scene. Hmm. I, I'm torn because the scene, the two the scene. record play, the record player the, the scene, scene was a little bit like what, the, the the dancing was too hard for that. No, that was you. I was, was even. She was dancing so bad. I was questioning his dancing. No, he pulled that Obama. <laughs> you ever he see was, Obama he, dance around white people? He just starts kind of mimicking them. He he was he was doing confused as what I'm seeing dancing, but I'm yeah, I'm confused at what you're doing. But you vibing, so I'm gonna try to vibe with you. Oh my! I don't God. know how to follow it, but uh, that's that's so, I'm doing my best. That's I'm so with funny. You. That's so he funny. Said, I don't want to Side ruin note, your good time. The Obama's executive produced this movie. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, they, they have a production company. That's what they did after after the White House, and this this movie was one of theirs. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna get Obama to produce my record. <laughs> Obama, Barry, <laughs> be money. But yeah, what what was yours, Kareem? Kareem, say what say it again. Oh, what was your favorite scene? Oh, the tooth pulling scene. Okay, yeah, that oh, was that was it was so hard and cringy. I, Ooh, mm, 
So you picked two cringy scenes. Yes. <laughs> uh, th- that's how. That's that's honestly how you can get me in a movie. If the scene is cringy enough, I. T- Ooh, like if it I, makes you, if it garners that reaction out of you, I got you. If it's a little unsettling, this. Uh, uh, I I think my favorite scene actually is is the porch standoff because okay. everybody had to like really come through on that one. Oh yeah. And, uh, Homeboy was like, "I'm a nothing master, but I'm trying. <laughs> no one, no one should have to die here." And oh yeah, was like he came through yeah. for his son. Yeah, his son in the car about to, like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" <laughs> uh, yeah, back to Mahershala code switching. This was when he code switched because <laughs> when when Danny was like, "Nah, I ain't gonna help you." No, when he told him to get off the porch, and he was like, "Excuse me." What? <laughs> the way he cocked his head and everything, the black came out of him right there. He's like, "What? I'm sorry." Like, just, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> he started getting bucked from that point, and that's why he was like, oh, "I'm gonna have to pull it out. I'm gonna have to pull it." <laughs> I'm you. Uh, he, he, went from green, he went from Green Book to Trick Daddy. All to save a kid, because Trick loved the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> okay. Uh, Son. Not going to do a quote, because the quotes or whatever, but uh, MVP character. It's going to be one of two. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I guess I got to give it to the little gremlin kid. She, <laughs> she, uh... She was focused the whole movie. No, she, she was more focused than anybody else the whole movie. She knew. Because she'd ask really important questions like, are things bad? It's and they'd be like, uh, 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 uh. She's like, well, just tell us if things are bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that's my, I mean, Rose's, Rose's MVP. I got a me. great, I got a great question for the director of this movie. What's that? All right. So supposedly he has like his own backstory of what he thinks happens after the end of the movie. Okay. I didn't read all of it because I was like, I don't really want to know what he thinks hate needs to happen. I want to know if Rose was disappointed with the last episode of Friends. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she did say she said she has anxiety about how they're going to wrap it up. That's the big question. Like, how did she? How does she, she feel about it? <laughs> and what her next show is? Yeah, because there was plenty on the wall. I hope she started Raymond. I was I was trying to pick different ones out. And I saw Eat, Pray, Love, which has Julie Roberts in it, which I thought uh, was funny. Cause good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, I definitely saw Buffy. Maybe Buffy's your next year. But uh, Kareem, what? Uh, who's your MVP? Who's, yeah, who's Kareem. your MVP? I don't know. I am going to say. I'm about to say the deer. No, no, no. I'm going to say Mahershala because he kept it together. Yeah, he tr- he, he was he, trying. He, he, he kept he it knew, together. He knew he did. his daughter was a negative person. And he did not want to give her enough to for her to think that the mother's dead, right. even if she might be. Hmm. He even saw a plane fall out the sky, and he was yeah. still trying to protect her. That's true. Yeah, even though she yeah, thought he wasn't doing enough. <laughs> and and that, that's that's a great reason to watch to, to uh, pick him for that, but. My real reasoning is he let them white folk back in his house. Oh, because you wouldn't <laughs> because have. I surely would not. And he let them stay upstairs. You let them. Because <laughs> I surely, you keep your racist microaggression wife out there. No, go visit the sister. They would have came back road. after the Tesla scene and would have saw Kareem picking through the windows. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody's <laughs> home. We hear <laughs> you. Do that little peek where I put the blind down. Like, Oop. I see oh, no. you. <laughs> in a little, in a little wave. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, we doing something fa- else? Not right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's. Uh, what's your favorite character? Which character are you? Uh, Tim. Mm. Uh, shoot, I forgot the daughter's name. Rose. Ra- no, 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 no. Other Ruth. daughter. I, yeah, I was about to say Raven. That would have been way off. Uh, I would like to be Ruth. I'm not. She okay. was on point. She knows what she's talking about. She isn't willing to compromise. She's that age where I feel like this is just, this is a thought I had as uh, she's at that young black age where you start to realize everybody knows you're black. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know what? I need to address myself as a black person so so i like her a lot but there's a chance that i'm uh clay okay with less panache (laughs) okay (laughs) all right kareem favorite character i don't know uh okay but rehearsal he's still my favorite he's my favorite because the way he he held it down yeah how nice how nice godly he was (laughs) who am i i'm the little girl that wants what i want (laughs) i can't lie because i would have probably broken that house too that's (laughs) she broke in went straight to the snacks then explored she didn't explore first and then found something to eat that's funny Oh, yeah, because we really didn't see them eating in the movie. <laughs> they ate the first day, and then yeah, the second was day only, yeah. was... Because uh... you got to say, because they really only brought food enough for that, that little stay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they probably they didn't, didn't bring share. like real food. They, they really didn't step into how hungry everyone should be. That was well, kind of interesting. That second... Well, they probably ate off screen, I don't think about it, because they... Second day... Because uh, the end of the first day is when Mahershala and... Mahala showed up. Second day, they left. They tried to leave, and the Teslas tried to kill them, and then came back. And then it cuts to nighttime, and they're just chilling. Yeah. Because not not knowing what to do. So they probably ate on the in-between. But still, she was like, I'm going straight for the snacks. Uh, For me, favorite character is Rose, because that shit was funny. I I enjoyed that payoff. I enjoyed that she kept the joke going through the whole movie. I enjoyed that she was like twenty percent magical. Um, the the animals like her, so I like her. Who am I? I'm one hundred percent Ethan Hawke. Like <laughs> I'm I'm the dopey dad. Look, you are. Look, Mahershala make me that cocktail. Man, this is good. Oh, they can stay tonight. <laughs> make yourself a uh oh. <laughs> look man i'm just <laughs> look i don't know what the fuck i'm doing but please save my son like that's me <laughs> but yeah uh all right final thoughts if you got any anything we didn't already say any any conclusions no 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 it's a, a solid move actually no i could be the old dude hunkered down in his house you you a prepper i probably i oh i'm a big prepper Ouch. Okay. Half half prepper, half wait, something's going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> Polar opposites. Are you like, a Gemini? Oops. oops, let me go get my bucket of food. Inside Y'all of you, there are two wolves. 
<laughs> it's called minding my own business until I see something happen, and he then I get it. Then I get it. Okay. I'm like, oh, lockdown. It's, it's he lockdown. makes a good point. Got you. Okay. That's what it is. That's, it's... Uh, we kind of talked about it in the beginning of the episode. I see why general audience didn't like it because they probably thought it was a different movie. I see why critics, you know, well, three quarters of them liked it because it, you know, it explored humanity, human emotions. It just wasn't straight yeah. up a disaster flick. Not, not that there's anything wrong with the disaster flick because I like them too, but we got more than that is what I felt where we got to see these, you know, relationship relationships explored and tested. Yeah. But yeah, that, I liked it. Uh, all right, ratings. Kareem, did you come up with the system yet? Yes, I think. I'm going to test this one out. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, this system, all right, is going to be 1 to 10 for um, how long am I spending on my phone during this movie? Okay. <laughs> With 10 being a lot of time when... Or ten, one being a lot ten, of time. Of uh, of mm-hmm. uh, 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 one being uh, the 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 most amount of time. Meaning, I'm I'm on TikTok, Facebook, okay. texting. Ten meeting. I don't even know where my phone at. Okay. All right. What you and got? I will give this movie a seven. Okay. Checked every now and then. Maybe check the message. Looked at one TikTok video. Maybe. But <laughs> no, I'm still focused on the movie. You know. Okay, you didn't go down any 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 uh, TikTok or IG rabbit holes. You, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't no, really did miss not. anything from the movie. Okay. I did not. I did not. I like your system. I like this. Nice, nice. <laughs> okay, uh, Tim. Uh, mine is still whether or not I would recommend the movie, and I absolutely would. I'd go out of my way to make sure people don't like think too much about it. I'm not a. Go- I'm not going to tell them to go in completely blind, but. I feel like if I know people who like movies that are about well with a lot of character building in a I short amount of time, I, I would I would recommend this for sure. I think that's fair because I think that's why it has such a low score is because folks went in expecting something different. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, this is a solid seven. I'd even give it a seven point five. It's a good movie, really uh, good movie. I mean, I watched it twice. I would recommend it. Uh, I want it in my collection. Uh, nice. Maybe I don't care if about getting a non-criterion i'd wait till it you know i can get it lower than retail but i'd like it in my collection even though it's a netflix movie so it probably will never be on dvd but you know all right uh well that's the episode guys uh this is the first time recording in the new year it's going to be the january 6th no less yeah uh happy epiphany three kings day uh slash rebel uh so who, who said it was redneck juneteenth what? <laughs> I know oh I just hit you with a lot. What is that? Redneck uh, insurrection day. <sighs> oh, oh. Yeah. So a oh. lot going on today. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so plugs. Uh, more than well, more than usual. Um, I uh, completed my evolving album yesterday. Uh, this EP. Uh, it's called uh, Check on Your Friends. Uh, it's my sort of exploration into kind of the more dour emotions that we, some of us are probably going through seasonal uh asshole uh, depression i'm not sure what that one is sad that's what people call it dour uh, emotion that's was the first it, time i've heard that yeah was it cathartic at all for you it was it kind of i, I kind of didn't realize it was going to help <laughs> with a lot of things as much as it did so i'm really glad i gave uh these a shot some of them are older songs that i sincerely 
uh, have not even like considered playing for people of years because they were kind of like a little bit too rooted in uh, sort of the not great things. But uh, they all worked out together. They sound cool. I, I finally sat down and listened to them all in a row myself. I'm thinking about doing a listening party, but I'm not sure how to do that exactly. But uh, it's at my band camp. It may Airbnb. end up getting a physical, like two people asked me if I was going to make a physical um, version of it. I, I'll think about it. Um, but uh, over the D&D Sluggers Bandcamp, you can see that. And I could, I've made a few different little videos about it on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I, I like, uh, you know, I screwed up. I said TikTok. I wanted to say vertical video. I made some vertical videos. So I, heard, I don't know who I heard say vertical video. But if you say vertical video, you mean any site that has those. So uh, I might transition into saying that to sound like an elitist asshole. All right. Today I learned. D&D Sluggers. <laughs> Not the baseball team. All right. Kareem. I have none still. I'm still in the darkness. All right. That's fine. Uh, you can follow the podcast at SGBK podcast on threads on blue sky. You can email us at SGBK podcast at gmail.com. Follow me personally on letterbox at Tifron on blue sky at Tifron. And thanks for joining us. Uh, I haven't figured out what we're doing next week and I apologize, <laughs> but bye. Take care.